How's it going, everybody? It's a Tuesday night. We are here for another episode of Rob's Rhythms. Uh, joining me once again, not a permanent co-host. Um, the idea's been thrown around. Uh, definitely permanent in terms of making the show happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, a man that does a lot of the behind-the-scenes things over here, uh, edits, and uh, does a great job editing Rob the Renovator, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Max Williams. How's it going? You know what? It's going really well, Rob. How are you today, buddy? Right up and right on. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fantastic Monday today. Beautiful weather. Took my dog for a walk, and uh, she was frothing at the mouth by the time we got back because yeah. she was just dying of heat. So wow. I felt good. Felt like I nearly killed my dog today and uh, gave her some water. Basically, basically poured it on her, like right on her face, and uh, she felt good after that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, but it wasn't as hot as it was over the weekend. I know. We had some barn burners over the weekend. Fucking Saturday, I I was like, I walked outside, and I was like, I don't need to shower. The humidity was so thick. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Yeah, if you shower, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, well, I mean, I did after the gym, but sure. I, I, as a joke, I meant, like, I'm out there, oh. you know, he's so wet because there's so much water in the air kind of thing going on. Yeah, just keep a towel around you at all times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a seventies gym. So, uh, so how was your weekend? Gym enthusiast. It was actually really nice. I went to my grandparents. Um, my uh, my mother was there. My aunt was out. My uh, my cousin Jessa was there. Um, she's the artist, the one who I told you about, and uh, my friend Casey was there as well. Right on. Yeah, it was a really nice weekend. It was right in the on. pool most of the time. So, uh, anyways, we're gonna get right into today's show. Whoa! Right, jumping. Right um, in. yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Yeah, with both legs. Yeah, I'm going to take this toothpick out of my mm-hmm. mouth. That's the, that's the expression, all, right? I got all the chicken legs. out between my teeth. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but anyways, yeah. so uh, Mr. Max Williams joined us once again here on Rob's Rhythms. Uh, I know, not by choice, people, but yeah. You know, well, it's, mm. eh, I feed him. Yeah. <laughs> Feeds me all of his uh, all of his knowledge about everything. And I just, no, I, I just meant like because I kidnapped you. Yeah, pretty much. Here. I feel like I do live here. It's like a weekend home. I don't, I don't want your mail. I get shit mail anyway, so yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably like, uh, you should get this credit card, and you should get this Capital One. Capital Adventure. One, airplane mm-hmm. bonus points. What's in your wallet? Not your card, that's for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Discover, etc. Goddamn. Hey. All those etc. things that you didn't necessarily need, you can get them now with the Discover, etc. card. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Discover, etc. Mm-hmm. 1%. So anyway, so we're going to hop right into some things today. Yep. Um, yes, I've had a very interesting last last few weeks. I've been listening to a lot of music I've not heard in a long time. And some you said you had never heard before. Some ever. I had never heard before ever in my entire life. Yeah, which I was completely shocked by. Yes. Yeah. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. glad it happened. Sure. Uh, you gotta lose your virginity how, to song some yeah, some way right? or another. I mean, so here's the bottom line. You know, when you're when you're working on a record, and you're writing and you're in the process, I purposely try to just not listen to anything. Uh, I don't want to. I like. I don't want to undercut the music that we're gonna talk about because I really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But it's not Bob Dylan. No, it's, it's not, not Bob Dylan. It's not Leonard Cohen or Tom Waits. No. Or, you know, any anything like that. It's no. not Jim Croce. Um, it's not Ryan Adams. It's you know, it's fun, riffy, hooky, chorusy kind of music. Which yeah. I love. Like Back in Black is one of my favorite albums of all time. And it most people when they hear that, 
give me the strangest Give him the dog a bone! Yeah. They give me the strangest look. Because, like, I don't come off as, like, somebody who, like, can name every song on the album and know all the words. Like, I like ACDC's other, like, stuff past the album. Really? People don't think you would know that? Maybe more so now. You used to drive a red Jeep and go mudding. They really don't think you could name all the songs on Back in Black? Come on. All right. Yeah. You know, come that's, on. Okay. That's Not being, saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, come on. There's, your, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a stereotype. Yeah, that's we, don't, stereotype. we don't do stereotypes on the show. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But let me guess. You like Leonard Skinner? I love Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, what are you all talking right. about? All right. There you go. Who doesn't love Leonard Skinner? <laughs> well, give know. me three steps. Are you kidding me? That what? dude. Early Skinner. Yeah, I'm not a not a ladder Skinner. Is that la- that's ladder Skinner? Um, I mean, that's all I'm saying. The middle, I think you know, what I mean. you know what I mean by ladder Skinner after most of them died. That's oh, like, that's well, that's Ladder that's Skinner. a different band. That's what I mean. That's Ladder Skinner. They just kept the <laughs> they name. They just kept the name. Yeah. Which, all right, real quick, which doesn't really make sense. Go ahead. Who owned the rights to that name? Because remember when Bradley Noel of Sublime died, they couldn't keep Sublime because he owned the name, and his mom sued the band for keeping the name, and she won. Right. And now it's Sublime with Rome. So, A, I don't know who owns the name. Right. This is my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, the band. The band owns the name, right? So when, or well, maybe the I'm, record, maybe the record. This is this is a legitimate like, uh, guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like which is rare for you. Yeah, yeah, this is a legitimate guess. I figured you, would but it's this. one that I, I'm kind of putting together based off of everything else I know about. Like, for example, Olivia Harrison, George Harrison's wife. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in charge of his. Like, she. She's in charge of all of that. So, like, whatever they want to put his name on. Yeah. Um, many other people as well. But my theory is when those folks died, they continued the band because their wives or their uh, kids or relatives of theirs mm. are probably have the rights to their name. Mm. Um, I bet the band as, as a whole owns the name. Because okay. it's not like, but then you know, Rob Fishbeck and the yada yadas. Ooh, ooh! You know what I mean. You know what? I know you're just making that up. Or that Rob work. Fishbeck and the Renovators. No, no, no. Or Rob Fishbeck and the Barn Brothers. And the yada yadas. Come on, yada yadas. That could work. Yeah. I mean, I know it's yada yada yada, but the yada yadas, that yeah, flows. Just the yada yadas. That's pretty catchy. That's, that's like uh, how hard it is to come up with a band name. That's a really like a really bad uh, rockabilly group. <laughs> Rob Fishbeck and the yada yadas. Yeah. I was thinking more like a punk band. Uh, yeah, you could do that. Like, I came up with the best uh, emo band name. For me? No, last uh, this weekend. Wh- what? Finless Mermaids. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Come on, tell me those aren't some emotional barn burners on that album. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where the fuck were we? Deep Sea Love, man. <laughs> That's the first, the first track. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about. Um, you were talking oh, about ACDC and hooks DC. and hooks and yeah, how you it's like good, well, yeah, big I courses mean, and all that stuff. Giving the dog a bone is their best song. Give the dog and I'll argue that. Yeah. That's why you sing it all the time because you know it's my favorite song. I'm also uh, a quick shout out to comedian Kyle Kinane, the podcast that I listen to. He did that once on one of the one of the podcasts. He did giving the dog a bone, and so I just mimic his way of doing that because it's just it's so fun. Oh, but it still sounds. I mean, anybody sister, can do a Brian Johnson impression as long as my, you got a frog in your throat while yeah. you sing. One of my sisters uh, thought that he was saying kicking the soccer ball. Kicking the soccer ball. It's not a joke. <laughs> and I kind of like that. <laughs> we're in the car, and we're driving back from a, a music festival 
coming back from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I had it on and I'm singing. Yeah. But the way I'm singing, like, you can understand what words I'm using. And she's like, oh, I thought it was kicking the soccer ball. And I'm like, whoa. That's fantastic. You know, like, to this day, like, I love Coheed and Cambria. Like, yeah, about a dozen about or so of their songs. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I love them. Right. I listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have no idea. What he's saying? 90% of it. Hmm. I, but I have I have words that I use to fill in the gaps. Yeah. So like Are they like kicking the soccer. Ball? You don't like if I'm listening to Coheed and I'm in the shower mm-hmm. and I got my Bluetooth speaker on. Yeah, because you can't. You don't. Nobody wanna, can tell when you cry. In the don't want to hear me singing along. Right. Because <laughs> it's like I they're probably not the right words. You're like a. Uh, but it's uh, so uh, like everybody's got to have like a couple bands because like how do I phrase this the right way? Yeah. <sighs> I listen to a lot of music that people would would say are like the greats or like stuff that could be deemed pretentious that mm-hmm. probably isn't. There are artists out there that are way. I think that any group could be deemed pretentious, pretentious, but sure. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I, mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I love that against me line where he's like, "You're coming off kind of contrived and pretentious." <laughs> you know, uh, don't lose touch. That was a great. Yeah, a great against me. Don't song. lose. But touch. anyways, so mm-hmm. Coheed. Don't, but like everybody's got to have like those couple bands that they listen to, and like they just don't know any of the words, any you know, and it's just like, oh, like they just you feel the music. That's me with REM a lot of the time, too. Really, I don't know what Michael Stipe's saying, he's not really an enunciator. Well, I knew that. I mean, <clears throat> they're one of my favorite bands of all time, but they're I, good. I just sometimes I've been, you're just like, I've been yeah, playing their IRS stuff, sure. Um, starting with 1980. Two, uh, well, eighty two uh, was when Chron- when did Chronic Town came out? Because Murmur came out in eighty three. You're the encyclopedia. Eighty three, uh-huh. uh, Reckoning came out in eighty four. Uh-huh. Eighty five was Fables of the Reconstruction. Eighty six was Life Rich Pageant. Eighty seven was Document. Eighty nine was Green. That was their first album, Warner Brothers. Right. Um, Green's got mm-hmm. some really good songs on it. Out of Time has some great songs on it. So does Automatic for the People. Mm-hmm. So does Monster. So does New uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, and then they kind of fell off for me, like their last few records. Um, one of the greatest bands ever, though. But so, but to you, yeah. they're just fun. You know, I, I like Lenny R. Bruce R. and Lester Bangs' birthday party cheesecake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. No, just for me, yeah, I, I just I don't know half the time I can't understand what he's saying. But because again, he's just a, he's a he's a monotone singer, right? So it's easy for him to uh, seem like it's. You know what's funny? Incoherent words. The yeah. longest time I was in the exact same boat, and I looked up the lyrics and was like, I, "Now I know what he's saying. Still don't get it." <laughs> yeah, very uh, somewhat misleading poetic writer, but still a very good lyricist. Well, you know, <sighs> impressionism, abstract art—you could also throw in. He was definitely Michael Stipe's definitely somebody is, is far influenced by art. Oh, in absolutely. general. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, love Patti Smith, Patti Smith group and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I know, one of their big influences. Yeah. Uh, the Velvet Underground, of course. But anyways, we were talking about Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, uh, yeah we were talking they're about They're a ACDC's great band. Point. ACDC's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, Rise Against is another great band. Yeah. Um, they... 
for a one-dimensional rock band, pretty good. Would you, you would consider them one-dimensional? Absolutely. Go ahead and riff on that. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not the most knowledgeable on them, but I know that they're a Chicago-based band. So, of course, on the Chicago radio stations, um, pretty much every time they put out a new song or new single or new album, I should say, um, it was out. Here's an, here's another. Did uh, they ever have national recognition? Because like that's yeah, I like people everybody know I know that likes them are from Chicago. People, no, people know them absolutely. I mean, they usually they would play festivals around the country, and they were they were playing shows right. big time around the country. Um, but yeah, they're pretty much always a riot fest. Um, or I, maybe once they were at Lala, but I think it's always been riot fest that they play at because that's more their. Right. Uh, well, that's the thing. They around. see. That's the thing. They I, they could headline at both, but they're guaranteed headlining spots at Riot Fest. Whereas like yeah. Lala, it's like if Eminem and the Killers are fucking playing, right. they're going to be third billing at best. Exactly on maybe the Sunday. Right. Yeah. Um, with them, it was just always all right. Cool. You're getting some hard rock and stuff, which I will never shy away from. I love that. But it's usually very uh, you know four chord driven. Or very, uh, very Kills melodically dude. But you know, two albums later, they got songs that sound pretty similar to, it, and you're like, "All right, come on, guys." Right. I like the two it. versions of "Swing Life Away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the like the band version, mm-hmm. and then like the acoustic version. I think I like the acoustic. Me version too. A little bit better. Agreed on that. Yeah, because for them, it's it's a nice uh, step away from the hard rock stuff. It's nice to see they could play some unplugged stuff or right. at least you know uh stripped down stuff so i finally i just came up with what we're going to call this episode riffs volume one riffs volume one rob's rhythms riffs Pun volume one. intended ha ah. <laughs> that's what a good target yeah. yeah so continue uh well we could go down like chicago based bands we could. I was going to go to disco. So real quick. So I we'll mean, cover both. As you notice, yeah, we didn't have a real clear uh, thing no, this, this is episode, the, that, but, but this is good. The that's the yeah. riffs. So let's do, uh, yeah, let's talk about some. Chicago-based bands and then we'll Chicago go to disco. Chicago-based bands. Yeah. Be, um, the, uh, my next Chicago. So obviously Chicago. I would, Yeah, Chicago. I like and the Chicago. Then there's the musical Chicago. I, forget, I always forget the guitarist's name. It's Terry something. Um, uh, hailed by many guitarists. As Chicago or Illinois? Chicago, the band. No, no, no. Speci- uh, are we only because like Rise Against oh, technically isn't yeah. Chicago because like Ario Speedwagon you can say, but they're out of Champagne and John Prine's out of uh, Maywood. Maywood, right? We could we could do that absolutely. Right, Margot Price is from East uh, Western Illinois. Oh yeah, but she made it in Nashville. Does she count? Sure. No, I would. I, I, no, no, I would count that. Okay, because they're the Fall Out Boys technically from Illinois. I don't know if they're from Chicago, Chicago, yeah, but they're yeah, from yeah. Illinois. Marty Casey and the Love Hammers. There you go. Shout yeah. out. Okay, so shout out to this band. Nobody mm-hmm. probably knows what I'm talking about, but that's okay because they were definitely, I think, more of a regional success. Marty Casey was on that uh, NXS. They were trying to find the new singer. Mm, okay. Does that? Uh, that was a while back. It was a reality show in like the mid 2000. Right, because right after uh, 2000. Right after uh, what's 2000s? his yeah, right after what's his face killed himself. Uh. I don't remember. Oh, that oh show. I see. I don't know anything about NXS. Oh yeah, lead singer. I always again always forget his name. Sorry guys, I'm not really great with my facts today. Uh, he died from autoerotic asphyxiation. There's one for uh, there's one for, to tell your kids about. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, hell of a singer, hell yeah. of a singer. So he was. I think he, he placed like second or third on the show, but he did it. But they had a reality show to find a singer. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, but he did it because he didn't want to. He didn't want the job. He wanted to promote his band. Oh, okay. And um, my a really really good friend of mine. He's he's kind of like a long like a excuse me. It it would take him like three or four different people to get to how he's related to him, Mm -hmm. but he's related to him. All right. And uh, we I've seen him three times in concert. Marty Casey and the Love Hammers. Mm-hmm. Uh, have not listened to them in about 10 years. It's a solid handle. And uh, listen to the album that I like, their their first album. Is that a euphemism for a penis? I have no idea. A love hammer? I mean, I, mean, I never really thought about me, it that way. But to me, it kind of... That's pretty... To me, it, I don't know. Those, I'll be honest with you. That I've never thought about that. Okay. It's never crossed. I don't mind. want it to be the first thing that I think about, but unfortunately, to me, it would make a lot of sense. Right. It's a good way to disguise it. A really good way. But either way, so they're great. I've Trees, never, I've, I've never heard of this that's band. a great song. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. they're they they're still, really good. Are they still around? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. I know he is, mm-hmm. but I don't like, and I'm sure he's playing all that music. Sure. But they had two albums: the Marty Case and the Love Hammers, and then they were just under the Love Hammers. And that the second album was good, but that first album of theirs came out like 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. It was great. Nice. Like, they were getting like TV plays or a movie plays, but I don't know. No, I don't know. Cause he would like, there was a group of like 10 of us, like when I was in high school, that listened to this band. He might have been the only 10, but yeah. Mm, no, cause I mean, I saw them at the House of Blues and I saw them, they played uh, Darren Taste of Chicago. Oh, okay. That's those are big deals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was like the middle af- middle of the afternoon on a Sunday, and we got like front row seats. It was awesome. There's that billing again. Yeah, it was middle of the afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I've never heard of them, and that's why I was curious if they had ever had like TV or movie plays. I have no idea. Maybe it could be like, oh, I could go watch that and figure it out. But uh, but they're from the area. Nice. Right. Nice. So we're talking about Chicago-based bands. Yes, obviously the one that I'm going to say next, Wilco. Ooh, you beat me to it. One of my favorites. They're great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Jeff Tweedy. He's Jeff a, Tweedy. He's a mad genius, that man. Yep. Um, thanks to my... Uh, What's your favorite album of theirs? Sorry, I got toothpicks. Well, no, that's what, that's what I was going to get to. But thanks to my uh, ex-guitar teacher, but now great friend slash uh, uh, side bandmate, uh, Mr. Mark. I'm just going to say Mark. Um, he got me more into Wilco than what I had known just on the basic XRT songs that they usually play on there um i think my favorite album by wilco is either a ghost is born or is that their first album no their first album is their first album am first album was am the second album is a ghost is born second no ghost is born what's their second album Second album here. I'm. I'm actually sorry. That's my favorite one. Real and then quick, and AM. It. Those two albums. And those are the. Those are their first two. Um, it was. Uh, sorry, everybody. I don't know why I'm doing that. Being there. That's the other one. Being there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely my. Yes. So the 100%. three. Hundred percent. The three in succession in the five year period that were absolutely incredible that most people know. So Summer Teeth. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot and then A Ghost is Born. Obviously, their critically acclaimed one was Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, which is still an incredible album to this day. Sure. I love the uh, first song, uh, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. Just a melancholic melody of a just a weird, cool, groovy song. 
See, and, that's uh, like that's the thing. Like, I liked their country rock stuff, like their like alternative country rock stuff, yeah, which they got away from in that album, right? Yeah. And I like their uh, like acoustic songs, like anything that Tweety's doing is like just an acoustic song. Great. Yeah, anything he does on his own. Is I'm just cool. not a. I don't like. It's like it's the middle years of the Beatles. I don't. You know, no, that's not my jam. That's fair. I you think, know? and not to take anything away from the Beatles, I just think they're better musicians. As right. far it's just as Revolver, Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper is my least favorite album of theirs, and yeah, then probably Magical Pepper Mystery fan. Tour, though it's got a great songs on it. Yeah, probably my second favorite. I'd listen to Beatles for Sale over that. Sure, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Wilco then really went folk heavy, right? After those middle years, kind of a thing, right? But they also had some. I mean, they've had they have not like funk, but they have some cool like. Well, Tweety's got out on his own. Songs. He's done stuff with his son. You know, they've yeah. made records. He's done so much on his own. Yeah, I mean, he's great. I'm surprised. He's very, that. very talented. And they just They're came an out. Amazing band. They just came out with an album last year. Yeah, they put records out pretty frequently. Pretty. They frequently. have an album called Star Wars. They do. Yeah. And the best part was explained to people that it had nothing to do with Star Wars, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I thought that was great. So. Yeah, uh, Wilco definitely be one of my favorites. Um, Sticks, Sticks. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw in. I'm. I have. I pulled a list up while you were talking about Wilco. I pulled up a list. Sticks. Yeah. And um, this is from Ranker. All right. It's the list of the best Illinois artists and musicians. Are they all from Illinois? In Sticks. Oh yeah, they're from like okay. they're from Will County. Okay. I awesome. believe. Yeah. All right. Um, um, like I know people that know, have met their relatives. Like they went to high school kind nice, of thing. Nice. Yeah. No, they're from the area. Okay. Um, sticks, but I don't, I don't care for them as a band. They're an interesting and band. And that's the thing about yeah. the show. Like I, you know, we've never really talked about stuff we dislike, but right. I will say this up front, what it takes to make it in the music industry. Mm-hmm. I, if I had made it in the music industry, I would not be doing the show right now. That's just the truth. You really wouldn't be doing a podcast about I, I would be, like, eventually. But, like, if I was, yeah. like, so, like, the ones, like, if you don't have, like, quote-unquote overnight success. Yeah. Okay? Which is very rare. Mm. And it doesn't ever last. No, overnight success is You great. spend about five to seven years, like, making it. You're building up your bank. Yes. Okay? Mm. So I'll use one of my favorite artists, Jason Isbell, as an example. Mm-hmm. So the last five, seven years, especially the last seven for sure, mm-hmm. He's been building up to where he's at now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's a good, it's a, he's in a good spot, if that yeah. makes sense. So that's what I mean when I say I wouldn't be doing this. He's like an under the radar star in the music sure. industry. Sure. But he's, I mean, he's made it, he's a, he's a respected amongst his peers, that's for certain. And that's to me the bigger accolade than you know, Springsteen's aware of him. He's popular. buddies with David Crosby. Right. Um, you know, he's, right. I mean, he's friends with Mavis Staples. He's, Respected right. amongst his peers. Yeah. And, you know, and icons in the industry. Right. That's what you want. I mean, popularity helps too, as far as fandom goes. But yes, being respected by your peers, to me, that's the number one goal. Right. At least, um, I think, more attainable goal. Sure. Um, in some ways. And <laughs> where, where I'm going with this is so, what it takes to make it is that's, a, that's its own show. Yeah. And yeah, the talent is. and the hard work that you put into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, music, similar to film, is subjective. Yeah. And we have things that we like, and we have things that are, you know, like, you know, like, I get it. Like, it's cool. It's just, it's not for me. So 
uh, right out of the gate, I'll say sticks is not. I don't just don't care for sticks. You well, know, they're, they're Mr. Roboto and yeah. Lady and mm-hmm. Come Sail Away. Yep, that's them. Like I like Meatloaf. I like the first Meatloaf album. Sure, and you could put that in a similar category because it's got those. I call them transition songs, mm-hmm. where it's like different parts. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one song, but there's a lot of parts to it. Yeah. Uh Go ahead. I'm not a big Sticks fan. No, it's you're good. Thing. I I'm not a big Sticks fan. I wouldn't say I dislike them, but if they're on, I'm gonna listen to them. But there there was a clear transition in their. Um, in the whatever the trajectory of that group as far as it went. Um, there was a noticeable change in Dennis DeYoung's voice once he got into the eighties a little bit more, I think a little bit in the thicker of the eighties. Um, but like songs like, well, yeah, sure. Definitely some, uh, some substances had yeah, to do with that, bit, but he bit. started like legitimately started to sound like a woman and it was absolutely incredible. Oh, probably cause he was trying to do the Steve Perry thing. It could have been, but he, I mean, he has a great voice. On both ends. Yeah, but like in, both in 1983, ways, everybody really great. wanted to sound like Steve Perry. Yeah, <laughs> sure, I, I get that, yeah. Um, but I mean, Sticks has some good songs. I still like Blue Collar Man. I like Renegade. I think sure. those are good songs, and those are a bit earlier songs. Those are more, like, guitar-driven rather than, like, stupid synthesizer and, and right. poppy-driven. Right. Kind of that stuff. Uh, and they're, like... Mr. Sit- Robot is an interesting song. Oh. I'm not going to not listen to it, but I'm not seeking it out. If it's on, I'll listen it's to it. It's the same thing with Foreigner. For me, but foreigner, like they, they have a couple of songs that I like. Foreigner, kind of the same thing. I don't um, like Boston. Early foreigner. I like the city Boston. I just don't like the band Boston. Oh, dude, Boston's not at all. And that was the so. I'm happy I got I educated. Like this song. I know, but I'm happy. I'm happy I got educated on Boston because it's all Tom Schultz. He did all of the musical recording, and Brad Delfer, I think his name is. He passed away a couple years ago. Uh, he's a singer. And, and I mean, they have a band, obviously. They had a touring band. They had a band that they went to the studio with. But then when they were done doing their initial recording for their first Boston album, Tom Schultz brought everything back to his place in Massachusetts and re-recorded everything himself and produced it himself and engineered it all himself. That's why that album sounds fucking crisp and good. Interesting. Um, yes. And he later uh, went on to uh, innovate on some amps and such and a lot of sound engineering gear that's still used today really things yeah things that he uh innovated and stuff so that i thought so once was, again respect 10 out of 10 abs- is not my absolutely kind of and that and that's fine i i really really like uh well, the, like i love rush i like long play or foreplay long time it's one of my favorite is songs. that a boston song yeah it's one of okay. my favorite songs like I shouldn't say love i like rush yeah rush but i've good. gotten shit on by people for that why would you like rush I'm like, yeah. Well, those people don't like music. There's a, there's, they got some jams. Absolutely, they've got some jams. Um, but God, oh, what's that song called? I always forget what it is. But either way, Rush again, another one of those bands is like early shit. Rocks. Naming a deep cut or like, a, and then they know. they get into some later stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is different. But what else are you gonna do when you've pretty much done everything that you can do in an early thing? Like to me, Rush is great, but I. What have, song were you gonna reference? I was gonna reference. Um, I pulled up all their hits. The Temple of Syrinx, that one. Nope, wasn't gonna go with that one. I know. Yeah. So, like for me, it's like Spirit of the Radio, Working Man, Closer to the Heart, Line. Working Man's an awesome song. Red uh, Barachetta. Oh yeah, Red Barachetta. Um, Free Will. Mm-hmm. And am I missing any? 
Uh, Limelight, you're missing. I said that one. Oh, Fly by Night. You say that Fly, one? Oh, Fly by Night. Yes. Fly by Night's a great song. Uh, should you know what? It would have been easier for me to just pull up the "I Love You, Man" soundtrack. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Pretty much every Rush song is in that one. And Tom Sawyer's still an awesome. Slap song. of the boss. Oh, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Yes. Tom Sawyer's a fantastic song. I know it's overplayed. I was always it's... waiting for the sequel, Huck Finn. <laughs> Never got it though. Uh, you should tell Getty Lee. I'm sure he'd be happy to play. Yeah. Oh. But. Uh, Rush, again, another one of those bands, great prog rock band. But if we're talking prog rock bands, I'm going with Yes all day long. I'm going with Yes all day long. And this is another one of those. I, I wish I knew the band members' names, but possibly one of the best collection of artists maybe ever. Just so in tune, so well-trained, and yet so expansive on, on what they played. Do you know Yes is in my top five most disliked bands? Awesome. That's what I figured. Along with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care about them. Yes. That's fine with me. But yes? Oh. Yes, please. Absolutely. And Tool is also in I know. You're not a Tool fan. I, I like Tool. I should I should listen to more of them. It's just, it's just not... I'm sure they're phenomenal musicians. Yeah. It's just not my kind of music. And that's all right. It's not, yeah, it's not. And you know what I've learned growing, like being older now, is that mm. I really just don't like Metallica. Really? No. Why not? I don't like his voice. You don't like James Hetfield's voice? No. Huh. Hey, my bitch. You yeah. Like, you and like I that. also, their music's very flat. Master. And what I mean flat is there's Master. no, there's no dynamics to their music. It's Master. either loud or it's louder. And like, you know, like ACDC, like all their songs are like, you know, and like they just kind of got like that fun, like rock and you can't see me dancing right now. A, like that, A, E, and D. That yeah. fun dancing rock and roll guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Metallica doesn't have Blues that. driven. There's no life to their music. I would disagree it's just completely. dark. I would just disagree completely, but that's fine. Okay, let's go ahead. Um, what a collection of musicians. Again, James Hetfield, awesome rhythm guitarist and lead singer. Uh, you've got uh, oh, oh, uh, Kurt Hammett. Kirk Ham yeah, Kurt Hammett. Uh, hell of a lead guitarist. Um, the, the bass player who died, Cliff Burton, was phenomenal. I've got, I've, thankfully, I've gone and watched live shows uh, before he died. And if ever there was a band that, like, you know, you wouldn't think bass when you think hard, heavy metal rock. But wow, does that keep it cohesive and, and terrific all together? I like for and, who, for and Lars Ulrich. Good drummer. I like Anna Sandman. Yeah, those are good I, songs. Like I like those songs. But like, listen to listen to the you know Black album. Listen to Ride the Lightning. Listen to the, like the good early stuff, okay. and then you could even you know you can listen to some of the the newer stuff. But but when they came out with Fuel, like that kind of stuff, like yeah, I don't. That, that was that's that was on Hot Wheels Turbo Racing. Yeah. Shout out to the PlayStation One oh, game from I the year two thousand. I remember that. Hot game. Wheels Turbo Racing. I, love I got that, that and Spyro Year of the Dragon for Christmas that year. Yeah, I loved that game. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. So back to yeah, Illinois, Illinois bands. Cheap trick. Oh, yeah, the old cheap trick. I don't yeah. dislike them. They're not like, oh, man. Another one of those bands. Trick. Yeah, like 1978. Who didn't have a cheap trick shirt or who didn't see cheap trick in concert? You know, after that, it was like, okay, cool, cheap trick. But they were on top of the world for a while. Disturbed. 
And all right, I I can't I can't I don't think I've ever heard one of their songs. That first album's good. It's a really good album. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I for, uh, what's the guitarist? I'm literally scrolling through this list on Ranker and going, I oh, I know that band name. Let's talk about them. But uh, Disturb, that first album was awesome. There's subsequent albums. Again, you want to talk about a one-dimensional band, that's fine. But I thought they were good. Because they're like, what the, they gave like the scream metal, right? Oh, ah, ah. Yes. Oh, I think I know that song. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, Down with the Sickness, yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. That's Disturb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. A lot of pundits, and this is one of my favorite things. A lot of pundits hate Smashing Pumpkins. Why? They think they're one of the most. They're great. They think they're one of the phoniest bands ever. And in some way, Why? I agree. And in some ways, I don't agree. Because it just, the way Billy Corgan wrote a lot of his lyrics, it just sounded like he was either ripping them off or it just sounded. Ripping just, who off? Just whatever. It, just, it didn't seem very original the way he wrote a lot of the stuff. Okay. And the band itself, you to me, honestly, you want to talk about like a bit of a flat band? I think. I only know a few of their songs. Sure. I, I, I don't mind Smashing Puppets. There are a couple deep cuts that I like, and I, again, wish for the life of me I could remember the names of them. But yeah, but it's more fun if you just go into the show with no notes. Exactly, right? Um, the No Notes show brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like Siamese Dream is 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 a good album. Melancholy and Infinite Sadness is a good album. Um, and those are like I think those are their two biggest albums. And those were the all the early mid nineties. Uh, stuff after was fine, but I mean they got into that late nineties two thousands funk kind of thing like a lot of the grunge bands did, and just sort of faded out. But then they came back with some newer stuff that wasn't bad, but. I, I thought they were a little bit more of a, of a flatter band, if you want to talk about anything, especially from the 90s. They didn't have a lot of life to them, at least in my opinion. But okay. I'll still listen to the Smash Brothers. You know, like, like I said, very passive listener. He was mm-hmm. on Rogan a couple years ago. Great episode. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Great episode. Very soft-spoken. Seems like, seems like a good dude, but yeah. Uh, just... Rising up, straight to the top. Mm-hmm. Did my time, took my chances. Oh, yeah, man. Survivor. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of their songs That's other fine. than you don't need to the what. So here's the deal. Other than the iris of the lion. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Eye of the Tiger should have won the Oscar for best original song. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. What won that year? That's a good question. You talk for a second. All right. I saw Sammy Hagar. Four years ago now? Three, four years ago uh, at the World Music Theater in Tinley Park. And uh, not Survivor, but the lead singer of Survivor and the writer, uh, what's-his-face, he opened the show. And he did the he did an acoustic version of Eye of the Tiger. Are you serious? And it was awesome. I was like, I want to hear this more than I want to hear the normal version. But what better pick-me-up, get the engine started... We're gonna we're gonna roll into this thing at high gear. What better song is there than "Eye of the Tiger"? I think that oh. might be the ultimate pump up song oh. of all time. What's up? Oh, oh, what one? Uh oh. So "Eye of the Tiger" was actually nominated for best song. It was okay. What one? What should have won for the movie "Off an Officer and a Gentleman"? I don't know. Love lift us up where we belong. Where the, oh, that's Joe Cocker, right? Air Supply, right? No. Air Supply? 
Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warrens. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Who's Air Supply? What are they saying then? I have no I I don't know. I've only ever heard their name mentioned in jokes. Oh, okay. Uh gentlemen. Yeah, 1982. Yeah, same year Rocket 3 came out. But um <clears throat> yeah, no, I knew that was Joe Cocker. I didn't know if he did the original because he also did by the way, some other Socks are beating the Cubs right now. Back back days. They're playing baseball? Yeah, well, B season came back. When? Uh, I think last week. Or this week. I think this are week they getting it. tested every day? Uh I believe so. Or at least they're doing like it they're doing it in factions and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't no, want to talk about that stuff. No right fans now, in the stadium. No, I know. I was just letting you know. It's just dangerous. The, they beat the, um, beat the Cubs but yesterday too. You know what else is? You know who else is dangerous? Dangerously good. Dangerous. The phenomenal buddy guy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, buddy guy. Buddy That's guy. right. He is from the. Uh, I mean, wait, is he from Chicago or did he He's, move here? Uh, it's from. This is top. From Illinois, you know, so like for example, Ray Manzarek from the keyboard player from the Doors is on here. Muddy Waters Illinois, moved here. So That's right. Definitely. Oh well, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. You've, you ever seen the movie Cadillac Records with yeah. uh, Adrian Brody? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, yeah, Buddy Guy is. Buddy Guy is phenomenal. Is from here. I he's just, he's awesome. And, like, he's always playing with the Rolling Stones, like, in their movies and their documentary. He's got, a, he's got a blues uh, venue name. Ray Manzarek, which makes sense. Now I understand, really understand the blues influence on the doors. Sure. Curtis Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Plain White Tees. No kidding. Hey there, Delilah. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. They played at Six Flags Great America God, in the summer of 2007. A, you want to talk about bands that didn't deserve it. That song was not that great. Well, you know, Miles Davis, Sam Cooke, which I I, I, sh- I shouldn't be skipping over these people because these are just some of the greatest artists ever. Yeah. But, like, uh, how, this is there's a big list on here. How far down the list is John Prine? Uh, I don't know. I'm at 22 and 23. I started at number one and uh, I'm working yeah. my way. Yeah. But, like, I mean, obviously Miles Davis, like. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jeff. and Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke is from that era, like, definitely my top five favorite singers, like, mm. above him would be Otis Redding and Roy Roy Orbison. I like the Otis But Redding. he's up there. Sure. Like, meet me at Mary's Place, you'll send me. Mm-hmm. He's got some of the greatest songs. And he's the better uh, singer than Marvin Gaye? Uh, I do. Okay. I do. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but uh, I... I don't know either. I... It, honestly, like his voice better than Marvin Gaye's, okay. because he just—it's so smooth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I don't know, Marvin Gaye, like change is gonna come, right? That's, right. That's Sam Cooke. Oh, making, of I'm course. Just, I'm Sam just Cook. making sure. No, that I'm I'm thinking about Marvin Gaye stuff. Some of it, some of it is like, oh man, like make me want to uh make me want to holler in his inner city blues mm-hmm. off of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he slays that, dude. I mean, yeah, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. They're so it's they're different. It's apples and oranges. Oh yeah, I so hot take. I like Mick Jagger's voice better than John Lennon's. Are you high? Okay. What? How? Hot take. I love Paul's voice. I love George's voice. No, I know, but John, he just you know. All right, but I'd take Mick Jagger over him any day of the week. All right. Do you like Tom Petty's voice? Love Tom Petty's voice. Okay, then how do you not... I shouldn't say how do you not like John Lennon's, but... Because Tom Petty sounds like Bob Dylan. (laughs) Dylan can't sing. Neither can Mick Jagger. That's not a great... That's what I mean. It freaking... What's-his-face grew up in choir. 
I mean, I, like I said, I like John Lennon's voice. I would just take Mick, like, gun to my head. Okay. All right, but Mick or John Lennon, right. I'm going Mick. Okay, but all right, now I need to because I've been holding on so long. I know, but I've I need been to, sleeping all alone. But that's what I mean. I need to understand. Will I miss you? If if Jagger was to sing, um, you know, harmony and backup on a Beatles song, it wouldn't sound good. But that's what I mean. Right. But we were taught. You asked me Sam Cooke or Marvin Gaye. I said Sam Cooke. So no, I'm that's defending true. my answer for Sam Cooke. That's true. I love Marvin Gaye. Yeah. But I'm defending my answer for Sam Cooke. Right. And that's why you would take... Uh, Burl Ives. You think, you think Brian Johnson's a better singer than... Uh, I do. Than what's-his-face, right? Bon Scott. Ben Bon Scott. Far. Okay. Far, far, far. Oh, far. You got some You got some hot takes. Okay. Far. Interesting. Love Bon Scott. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't love Bon Scott. Right. What I'm saying is Brian Johnson mm-hmm. is going to knock your socks off. Do they still say that? Knock your socks knock off. Knock your socks off. I is that still that. is that something people still say? I hope so because I haven't heard it in a while. I reckon. I reckon people still say that. I reckon. Uh, uh, keep talking for a second. Well, I was going to say what's sad is we've heard Brian Johnson sing Bon Scott ACDC songs, but we've never obviously gotten the chance to hear Bon Scott sing Brian Johnson ACDC songs. Like, what would it would sound different? What would "Shoot to Thrill" sound like if Bon Scott were singing it? Uh, dirtier and more nasally. Yeah, that's true. But with a little, just with a little bit more like, it would more jazz. It would have know? a little more jazz, but yeah, it would be just dirtier be, and yeah. more nasally. It's going to have that mid-range. It'd be sexier. That mid no. It'd be sexier. Brian Johnson be, yeah. took the best of Bon Scott. Ah, did he though? Yeah. Brian Johnson sounds like if you just, if you had a wood chipper, but you put it next to an auto-tune, you know? There's no auto-tune on Back in Black. I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying that the wood chipper is hitting the right pitches at the right time. That's all I'm saying. You mean so he can sing is what you're saying. Yeah, he knows how the, to sing. He knows how to sing, but it doesn't That's sound. That's how you sing. But it's not great. <laughs> it's not great, though. I, oh. That's what I mean. It sounds like a wood chipper. That's hitting not, the notes. That's you should have just said that. A wood chipper that's hitting the notes. I thought it was funnier to say that it's next to auto-tune. It's next to it. It's not just using it. irritate me? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. what do you do for money, honey? I don't know. How do you get your kicks, man? Shake a leg. Whoa. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. One of my one of the deeper cuts. Sink the pink. Anybody who knows that Thunderstruck. One, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Who made who? Big balls. Dude, who made you? Okay. Big balls, but the better song is She's Got Balls, which is on high voltage, which is ACDC's first album. Yeah. Yeah. Beating Around the Bush is a great Bon Scott song. I do like the Beating Around the Bush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Girls Got Rhythm shut down is a phenomenal Bon Scott song. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. You take the best of the Bon Scott songs and the best of the Brian Johnson. Obviously, I know which way you're going. But I don't know. You're right. It is. It's. It's. Uh, but like I said, life's like. It's like comparing apples and kiwis. As much as I love ACDC, if Back in Black was the only album they ever made, if they were like the Hootie and the Blowfish of <laughs> hard rock. Yeah. Though, who, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Hootie and the Blowfish. And they have other good music. Mm-hmm. But Cracked Review is the album that I go back to. Right. ACDC, I have a separate mixed CD. I've had this CD for like 15 years, and it's probably not the greatest quality, like MP3s, whatever. But now that I've got Spotify playlists and all that jazz, it's a little different. But, you know, I had Thunderstruck and Highway to Hell and Girls Got Rhythm and... It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll and about another 10 songs. And then the Back in Black album. Mm-hmm. To me, that's ACDC. 
The, the, it's just that was the one, for whatever reason, I got it on vinyl when I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And I used to play, um, was it Vice City? Was that the grant, the first Grand Theft Auto that, that wasn't a number? Or was it San Andreas? Yeah, it was Vice City. Vice City. So I used to play Grand Theft Auto Vice City on my PlayStation 2. One of the best games ever. In my basement. One of the best games ever. And I would just go for cruises. Yeah. And I would listen to uh, Stevie Nicks' Belladonna solo debut album. What a soundtrack. Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Fleetwood Mac Live. Mm -hmm. Um, Pardon me. Springsteen's Nebraska. John Mellencamp's Scarecrow. ACDC's Back in Black. The Best of Bread. Dude, I'm dude, I'm not fucking kidding. I, I, I would give everything <laughs> while I'm picking up while I'm picking up a hooker on fucking Vice City. Give up my life, my heart. I just want you to to I just want you to take a woman on a first date. Okay. And just hey, hey baby, we're gonna cruise tonight, and she's gonna love it, right? And she's gonna be like. You want to listen to some bread? <laughs> <laughs> just like that's fucking great. There, okay, first of all, I have four. I have four copies. I used to have more because every time I see them at like garage sales or at record stores, and only like a couple bucks, I always pick up more copies. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have my original, um, and then the ones hanging in my bathroom is one of my copies. No, 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 no. no. This, is, this is it. The best of bread. No, you're, just, no you're driving. That's my like, first album. You're like, you have plans to get high later on, right? You're yeah. like, you're driving. He's like, want to listen to bread and get baked. <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt that should. it should just be a joint coming out of a, of a loaf of bread you want okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes please somebody do that um, if somebody listen to this make it with you is just one of the greatest songs ever you know yeah uh, baby i'ma want you but um they say yeah it. so no i would drive like so but acdc's back in black i just listened to that relentlessly yeah, yeah, I, along with those other records that i'm talking about yeah that's that's an end to end now and then Absolutely. i remember so that summer like we'll we'll save that for another episode we'll talk we'll talk about all the vinyl that i used to get at garage sales all right but um so to kind of just wrap this up yeah, i we're mean on 46 minutes you're doing there good. is literally i mean common r kelly chance the rapper uh it's just the list just goes yeah that's on. right chance fallout boy kanye mm-hmm. uh wilco tom morello lupe, lupe fiasco twista mm-hmm. uh it just keeps going on the Ray. orwells oh, um oh the orwells yeah. yeah they were hot for a minute and then i think the lead singer got in some trouble uh yeah i think you're right Yep. They had some good stuff. I know that's right. I know they're right because they were on. They played Letterman and uh, Letterman's last year. Nice. But I'm just gonna end this. And John Bryan was not on the list, which I very disappointing. Makes no sense. No, at all. makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No sense whatsoever. But it's okay. So we're gonna wrap the show up. Uh, ending thoughts. Ending thoughts. So we're uh, about to cut episode four. Uh, uh, ending thoughts. Yes. My ending thoughts are a two-part ending thoughts. Uh, number one, I was all right with this format. I'm all right with a little uh, riff-raff as a format. Well, get ready for volume two because uh, we're going to be doing a little more mm. riffing. Oh, 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 man. And right. no base. sniffing. Better get my baseball cap. But a whole lot of lifting. A whole lot of rosy. We really uh, got to get those glutes in shape. Uh, my second part, uh, I... Didn't realize how many bands really came out of the Illinois area. Good. Well, there, so there's Until 50 states, only, right? I believe so. Last time I checked. And <laughs> think about all the talent that's come out of, like, okay. Out of each don't individual. Take, don't take this the wrong each way. Each individual state? You mean? That's what I'm getting at. So yeah. Hold on. 
So if you think about, so A, any place that's got a major metropolitan area is going to have talent. I would hope Because so. people are going to flock there. Yeah. Because there's a nightlife scene yeah. and they can play gigs and make money. Or they just like say they do. or they just say they have talent because that's the only thing they can Sure. You know. But what I'm getting at is how many mainstream acts have come out of Hawaii? Alaska. Now we're at forty eight states. Hold on. Is, Wyoming. Uh, and Jack Johnson from Hawaii. Idaho. No, Jack Johnson's not from Hawaii. Okay. Or is he? Right. So it yeah. just what I'm trying to say is is there's mm-hmm. you know, Illinois, Chicago being one of the five largest cities in the country. Mm-hmm. Definitely gonna be some talent. Still the craziest thing in the world is the fact that Creedence Clear Creedence Clearwater Revival is from, Cal- from California. Yeah. I will still never like not it be astonished blew by that my fact. Mind yeah. when I found that out. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I was like 13 years old, and I'm like, wait, they're not from Louisiana? Yeah. Because you just, you assume that. Born on the I bayou. Mean, once again, mm-hmm. not to play stereotypes, but literally just have a song called Born on the Bayou. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> um, all of their music has a Cajun swamp. They invented swamp rock. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's dirty. It's gritty. Yeah. CCR all day. They have all the vibes. They got all the vibes, man. All the vibes. They got all the goodness, all the feels you you get from them. Looking out my back door. Do, do, do. All right, buddy. In closing, go ahead. Everybody have a great week. Uh, We're going to cut another episode now for the following week uh, because we're going on hiatus. Yeah. Uh, early, early in the show, we're going on hiatus. We're going on hiatus, yeah. So stick around for the second episode <laughs> get, where we talk about vinyl from garage sales, disco music, and Lord knows what else. Yeah, rock. Peace.